0: You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: Oh, hi there. It's a Tuesday. And the afterglow, yes, sir, of a Flames 3-1 win over Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers last night. I did like the smattering of booze throughout the entire game. I enjoyed that last night. Not bad. Wasn't the most aggressive. No. Because people it's like
2: petered out a little bit. Boo. No. I, I still love you. No. I hate you so much.
1: I love you. That's what it is. Uh,
2: see ya. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Adios. Still winless against your
1: former team, bud. See ya. Uh, Jacob Marstrom. Enjoy the long flight home. Bye-bye. Jacob Marstrom. Good. Last night. <laughs> good. <laughs> Chris Tanev. Good. Last it's 10 night. blocks. Good. Oh, my God. Like, what is that? Like, how does it? How many welts does that guy have after every Hard, game? I'll tell you one thing for free, George. Yep. Hard <laughs> pass. I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing for free. Also, don't write checks your ass can't <laughs> cover. I don't know. I want to throw that out Don't let that. your mouth write checks your ass can't cash. What? Uh, it's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's a Tuesday. Man, do we got stuff to do. Man, are we going to talk about the Calgary Flames today? Because we are the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, <laughs> the fan.
2: Damn straight. Better believe it.
1: Um, Patty Dumas on a well-deserved uh, week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon Studio. Like, co-produce? Like, what are you? Are you co-producing?
2: Hanging. I guess. Co-producing. Chilling. I do a few things.
1: Because, like, once Patrick's gone, GVP's role gets elevated. Yeah. Steps into the ring, and then like Shans like the assistant to the assistant.
2: Yeah, assistant to the general yeah. manager. He's manager. my Dwight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah,
1: yes. So uh, you guys are going to be working hard later, or hardly working. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, we're going to play the uh, the sum of all flames at eight thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie; I think this is excellent. <laughs> Putting this together, I'm like, I'm on is, board on this one. This to be this really be good. Fun. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be an absolute train wreck,
0: which will but, work out for
1: Fridays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if there, this can't like yesterday stump the cron. Slow start, very slow start, very janky, very awkward, and then I think it ended up good. I really liked it. I thought yesterday's with the stump in
2: Kron was something that has a lot of potential. I think we can bring that back with like just random questions too.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. like like world asking, geography. Yeah, asking
0: Kron a chemistry question. Yeah, we yeah. just
1: got to give the a, th- a little theme out maybe. Yeah, I think that would be good. Uh, today's day twelve, day one two, twelve of our twelve days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wildrose Brewery. Today's the whole shebang, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole enchilada. All of it, everything. You win everything today if you win
2: every last
1: one. And if math serves me right, it's like what, over one hundred and fifty dollars worth of gift cards. Uh, I think it's bucks seventy-five. Okay, I think we've had a twenty-five, a fitty, and a hundo. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. You get that and you also get a ton of swag A lot of cool swag too You're a big fan of the Wild Rose Brewery swag You can win all of it Because they do a damn good job of it So today, you're going to have a chance to win on the text line But you're more likely to win if you call in Because that's how I'm going to do it Because I like the fact that you take the time out of your busy day And I understand some people can't call in That's why I don't completely lock off the text line But I also want people like Wedley calling in Mm -hmm. And trying to win Yeah Maybe Wedley wins today. I don't know. Maybe he breaks his streak. What a great day to break your streak. It would be, but, you know, let's, like, not get expectations up too high either. Um, We're also giving away movie tickets in the 7 o'clock hour to Aquaman 2. Yeah. Will Jason Momoa in your yeah. life? Yes, sir. Over the holiday so we'll season? That. We'll do that. We got a busy show. Um, Our big show Flames analyst, The Cobra, Mr. Brent Cron, in studio at 8 o'clock. And uh, the franchise, Mr. Eric Francis mm. uh, at 730, uh, to dissect the Flames 3-1 victory last night over the Florida Panthers in the return of both Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev. Um bit of a bit of a sloppy start to that game in the first period. But uh the Flames penalty kill continues to shine this season, and it's like you know that meme where it's that what girl, she's like, oh, maybe, uh-uh, and then she just shakes her head? That's like the power play. Like, oh, the power play's, you know, really struggling, but yeah. they've only scored, you know, they've scored eight power play goals all season, but now they've scored five shorties. You're like, uh-uh, oh. no, it's still bad. Yeah. It's still bad power play. You're like, oh, power kill? <laughs> yeah. Huh? And you're like, nah, it's no good. Like, I love the fact that they've scored so many shorties, yeah. but then, like, the power play is still horrendous, we but you're can't... like, but shorthanded they've scored. Yeah, it's just got to take a penalty every once in a while, and they're yeah. feeling
2: great. Power kill. Also, here's the problem: uh-huh. is that uh, in most recent games when they have had a parade to the penalty box, much like yesterday, they have ended up throttled. They have lost all of those games, and it hasn't yep. been as good. The penalty kill hasn't been as strong as it was the last couple of years. They've been able to get a couple of shorties here. They get two yesterday. The one in on the empty net is uh, shorties kind or gaudies. Sh- shorties. Okay. And you just got to go from there. Yeah. Power play's not been as strong. You know, obviously can't rely on a penalty kill to score goals. It's no. a ludicrous way to go about your business. But, you know, getting the job done right now. Yeah. Power play continues to be me. I did like that unit with, you know, Kadri and Zeri and yeah. Anderson yesterday <sighs> more yeah, than
1: the other I, one. I know, but, okay. you know what? Honestly, like, if you ask me who's... Who's on the number one Flames power play? I couldn't even tell you right now because I'm so disenfranchised with it. I don't even know who's on it, who's doing what, like what it looks like. The
2: good unit yesterday was Zary, Kadri Lindholm, Sharon Govich, and Anderson. and They okay. were moving it around pretty well, and, right. and they were moving around the zone all right, but still not enough to the net and not enough in front of the net for, yep. for my liking. But
1: yeah. um, Did you see that play? where um, Jacob Markstrom threw a beautiful pass right to the middle of the ice to Jonathan Huberto, who then subsequently immediately gave it right away to the Panthers. In his own zone? Yeah the, one, yeah, the one where Markstrom passed it to him, a beautiful saucer pass that went pretty much to center ice. And then Huberto took the pass and said, oh, wait, I play for the Panthers still, and gave it right to them. Yeah. like I, Like, I'm like... What a great pass. And, you know, I was so hoping he was going to get. I knew he wasn't going to be on for the empty netter, especially when they took the too many men. And I actually thought it was Huberto for a second who shot it over the glass. So I was about to really swear a lot. I mean, mind you, that might have bounced off Huberto that went over the glass. I don't think it did. But there, there was some talk that maybe it hit his shoulder or something. Yeah, the coach even sounded like he was still trying to convince yeah, but it himself doesn't in matter. the First game. They still won. Who cares? So uh, when Backlund pitchforks it over the glass, I'm like, for a second there, I thought it was Huberto. I'm like, God,
2: you do anything right. For a second there, Huberto was trying to make sure that he took the penalty because he knew it was Backlund that had done it. So I think Huberto was trying to get the ref's attention
1: and say, yeah, that was me. So are you sure it was like one of those moves where like there's a grenade thrown in front of the platoon and he tried to dive on it to save the whole? Well, you're making it a little bit. Dramatic. Dramatic, but yeah. I think it was more along the lines of
2: he okay. doesn't kill penalties, and he thought, I could probably yeah. go in the box right now. Yeah. That'd probably be a positive way
1: for me to end this game. Um, Manded back scored score, nice back angle, short-handed. I thought the possible one was nicer. Mm, that was nice. That
2: little move to fake the shot, go backhand, and then just a little flip kind of on net, and it kind of fooled Stolarz. Mm-hmm. And then Backlund just kind of the classic shorty. I don't know what Stolarz was doing on the Backlund one. It looked yeah. like he lost his net. Both of them hey. just backhands that beat him on the glove side. Just yuck! Oh, couple stinkers hey. for Stolarz yesterday. I tell uh, you that.
1: We'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Brent Cron about that. I for think a guy yeah. and Michael Backlund, who's uh, well into his thirties, show a little bit of speed on that shorty there.
2: Hey, that's one thing he certainly has. He hasn't lost a foot over yeah. these years, like, and he's he's got sneaky good hands. I thought he was one of the better players yesterday. The Caudry line was probably my favorite, but um, I thought Backlund had a
1: solid game, too. Him and Coleman both just dynamite. Uh, and by the way, Backlund was an absolute monster in the faceoff circle yesterday, too. Mm. He was just torching everybody. I know early in the, he won the opening faceoff in the second period. That made him 7-0 and in the circle so far. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he ended up with. But it must have been a really good night in the circle. 12 for 17. That's good. 70%. Yeah, that's good in the National Hockey League. That'll work. What was Lindholm in the faceoff circle?
2: 20, uh, 62, 61. No, that's, not 61. Bad. that's 13 for 21.
1: Kadri was 7 for 11. And Rzicke was 1 for 4. Well, real quick on that Pospisil. Kadri with the backhand sauce to Pospisil to spring him. Yeah, nice just play off the, boards. off the boards,
2: chip it out. Yeah. Pospisil, go chase down, grab it, finish. That simple. He's got great speed, too.
1: Yeah. Um, More very, that. very uh, good effort by the Calgary Flames last night. Obviously, having Tanev back was a massive get back. And, of course, Jacob Marks from the story last night. Absolutely incredible. The save he made without his stick in the dying seconds in the crease Yep, was just unreal. And he looked as confident and as poised as pretty much I've seen him. You know what? That game reminded me. And it wasn't, it wasn't like the game in Minnesota last year where it was the scoreless Heading into the shootout, and it was the double shutout, and they ended up winning. And Marstrom was absolutely fantastic because they were getting caved in at points in that game, and Marstrom was just standing on his head. But he that's one of the best games I've ever seen Jacob Marstrom play as a Calgary Flame. In my limited in the last two seasons, one and a quarter season here, that's one of the best games I've seen him play. That's right up there with that Minnesota game last year. Yeah, he was really strong. I thought one
2: of the keys to that was you know, his rebound control was great and on top of that i thought the group did an excellent job of clearing out anything in front of the net like the backland penalty for delay a game late is kind of an example of what they had been doing for the whole contest is anytime there was something in the slot they just cleared it out and got it out of there like especially in the second period where they were under siege they had a terrible second period the turnovers at the blue line were just exhausting to watch because yeah. you constantly have to go oh, back yeah. in your zone in and go get period. it. And yeah. then everybody has to reset. And then you turn it over again and you got the long change. It was a bit of a mess. Yeah. But amongst all of that, Markstrom held the minute when there was a puck in the crease, defense or forwards helping out, able to clear it. And that kept him in the game because you know they got the early goal, but the penalty uh, early on to Anderson allows the Panthers to tie it up. And then just kept chipping away, like the, the the way that Markstrom kept them in that second period. That and the penalty kill, yeah, that was kind of the what sealed the deal for me. Markstrom was outstanding, but the penalty kill was—I know they allowed the first one, but after that, I thought they were really strong, uh, really I,
1: good. I liked the game within a game last night between Ekblad and Coleman. Mm. I like that they were really getting after each other, and uh, Coleman broke or Ekblad broke Coleman's stick there to draw the penalty. Mm-hmm. But they were really getting after each other last night. And again, Blake Coleman sneakily um, having a great season. And I don't think we're talking enough about how good he's been. But again, it's it's just those two guys glued together, Backlund and, and Coleman, who keep, continue to play really well. It's just if they could drag along the other winger on that line to score. Um, did you see Eric Francis got a little... He got a little animated during the intermission. You didn't because you were working the intermission. Yes. But it's like essentially I'm paraphrasing. Shoot the damn puck, Huberto. Like just start shooting the puck. On that 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 two-on-one? Shoot it. Like give a
2: goal. Shoot it. Yeah. Like I'm so done talking about this player. (laughs) I'm so exhausted talking about him because every time it's like, yeah, shoot it. Yeah, yeah. play better. Yeah, Yeah, have better deception when you pass the puck. Just do everything that you do better. But it's we can say that a million times, but it's so easy to just say that. He hasn't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it drives see. me nuts. I it actually, drives me freaking nuts, George. I can't talk about this guy anymore. I right. can't watch
1: him. It makes me angry. I, and uh, I wish, um, again, you were very optimistic about it. I was the most the optimistic. That's you're why like, it makes me so angry. You're like, easy north of 80 points. It makes
2: me look like an idiot.
1: Easy north of 80 points. Right, GVP was all about it. Yeah, you
0: was uh, standing on that hill. You were, for, yeah, for you were Team
1: Huberto heading into the season. You're like, he's going to bounce back, and everything you said made a lot of sense. Mm. He's more comfortable. than are going to give him every, every opportunity. To yeah, succeed. it should work.
0: To be fair, I think most people were on the same position as as Maddie.
1: Yeah, um, but uh, oh man, it's just it's tough to watch. Not great. It really is. And you f- and I I actually thought he was going to score a goal last night. <laughs> I, I actually got for the a heartbeat. Feels. Not once. Not during yeah. the day. Never. Not even once. (laughs) Did he get a score again for the whole year? Who knows? Over under two goals for Jonathan Huberto the rest of the season. I don't know. Whatever. I'd probably take the under. Uh, Connor Zary was good last night again. That line continues to be good with Nazem Kadri And uh, Noah Hannafin continues to shine for the Calgary Flames. It's like Crazy, when you play with Chris Tanev, you look yep. really, really good. But he has looked good, even without playing without Chris mm-hmm. Tanev. And all of a sudden, you're like, hey, Noah, you want you want to sign that extension? You want to stay in Calgary long term? Mm. Yeah, it'd be great. I don't know. I just, I feel but like. But again, it's tough, right? I because. Like, I feel like the ship is sailed. But with Noah Hannafin, the way he's playing, that guy's going to fetch you a sweet return you're going to have to extract all the, in the words of Mike Wilner, all the finest meat and cheeses from the other team. Like you would have to do that Mm -hmm. to get to acquire Noah Hannafin. But at the same time, Flames have points in four straight games. And it was a talking point heading into this murderous part of their schedule. Flames have played really well here in stretches. And a team that is deficient in talent in, in, in some areas when it comes to these bigger boys that are playing in the Western Conference, but against the Stanley Cup finalists last year, who a lot of people think potentially could get back to the Stanley Cup final in the Eastern Conference. Their goaltender was better. Their defense was better. And they just got timely goal scoring. And again, the Calgary Flames are playing really, really hard under Ryan Huska. That's been their MO.
2: Just keep chipping away. And, and they play for their coach. and That's what you want to see from a group. I think that they've done a really strong job over this stretch of kind of keeping their head above water, Uh, especially with the injury to Chris Tanev that kept him out for a week, the injury to Jacob Markstrom that kept him out for, you know, the better part of two weeks there. That's a couple of key veterans that you lost and, and you were able to, you know, tread water to an extent. Like you mentioned, it's now points in four straight, which is kind of wild thinking how bad last week felt as we were doing the show yesterday. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're sticking around. They're hanging around. Ryan Huska talked about a wild card spot in his post game yesterday and just kind of trying to keep that within an arm's reach for now and, and and see how things go as the year progresses. Like, I'm still of the belief that no matter what really happens with this team, they're probably going to move their UFAs out at least two of three. I just think that's kind of the mentality that has seemingly come about the group. But that doesn't mean that you can't move some guys out and still try and make a little something out of the season and try and make this a positive experience for not only your veterans like your Cadre and, and, and your backlands and guys like that, but maybe even more importantly, the Pospicils, the Zaries, perhaps the Poies,
1: the Wolves, those type of guys. Um, I will tell you this for free. Um, if Jacob Marstrom continues to play like that mm-hmm. for the remainder of the season because I think he's been their best player this entire season, yeah, um they are going to be in the mix to be a playoff team. Oh yeah, if that guy's going to be at that level because th- that's one thing that's the main reason why they missed the playoffs last year was shoddy goaltending. He has had an incredible bounce back year, and if you're a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. I know that we keep talking about Wolf. We keep talking about Vladar. Uh, Vladar is the guy get traded. But if you're a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations and needs a goaltender, maybe Jacob Markstrom's a guy potentially, if he's willing to waive two years left, if he's going to play at that level, that could be potentially something the Flames or another team would explore. I doubt it. But... I've said this for the past year since you came to Calgary. I don't think
2: it's going to happen. I don't see it happening. I think this is a team that really likes having their number one goaltender. This is a team that for a long time struggled with a number one. And sure, if you want to totally tank the darn thing and and try and be a bottom feeder, Markstrom's not going to let you do that. Exactly. But here's the other thing. It's a lottery. And is Macklin Celebrini, what is he? He's not Connor Bedard. No.
1: No, he's not. There isn't another one David. of
2: those for a little while. Yeah,
1: maybe guy, a few years listen, out. Sandy Davey was raving about him when he had him when we had him on our show last last. Well, week. Yeah, everyone raves about who's projected to be first overall. It yeah. happens every season. It's but not a we also generational
2: get, talent. Yeah, you also saying. get Slavkovsky's and Lafreniere's. You gotta say Slavkovsky. You know I you know, no, but this, my yeah. point is, he's a good player. These guys are good players. They take a little bit longer to get there. Yeah. But it's ridiculous to think that you're gonna win a lottery. Get a guy like Celebrini into this roster, and all of a sudden, you're going to be a, a team that's way better. Yeah, like, just, He's got skill, sure, but so does Matt Coronado, and what yeah. has he been able to do with this roster this season?
1: And and it's just me around about uh, way saying that they're not going to get in the lottery if Jacob Markstrom keeps playing like this.
2: Yeah, which is fine, but yeah. I also don't think they're going to trade Jacob Markstrom. I just don't see it happening. He's got a contract that's hard to move. You would probably have to retain some money, but are they going to have any retention spots? Because you only have three, and they have three players that they want to trade already that are UFAs. And then on top of that, he's got a no move. So does he want to go, or does he want to stay?
1: That's totally up to him. Or he plays his ass off the rest of the season, and this team potentially sneaks into a wild card spot. I... Right now, that's what I would see as the most likely. Even if they trade guys away, like St. Louis did a few years ago, I that's what I would see as the or or most we saw it last year the with team. the team that uh, the Flames were battling with for the playoff spot, the Nashville Predators. A team that traded a lot of their big pieces at the deadline, yet still continued to play hard and was right there in the playoff mix. We could see that with the Calgary Flames this season. Yeah, exactly. Because, listen,
2: I don't think that, like I've said, over and over and over, you're not as bad as the Ducks. You're not as bad as the Sharks. You're not as bad as the Blackhawks. No. You're not as bad as Columbus. No. You're not going to beat any of those teams to the bottom. So you may as well try and win. Yeah. Yeah. 'Cause you're not gonna get into those bottom five, so all of a sudden you're looking at picking, you know, ten to twelve again
1: if you miss the playoffs. May as well try and get in. And uh, get some
2: good experience for some of these young guys.
1: Uh, straight ahead, uh, it's the Rose Report. Full breakdown of the Flames three one victory over the Panthers last night down at Scotiabank. Saddled them. What else you got in the Rose Report? I have a football game yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> As I catch you mid-drink. Yeah, miss sip. You all right? It's really hot. I my got go- a football game. I got my
2: coffee. It's Just hot. before the show
1: started. It's, it's hot. It's
2: really hot. Yeah. I was talking a lot.
1: Eagles lost again last night. I had night. A
2: melatonin to go to bed yesterday, and I think I'm feeling i feeling all, all that loopy. doesn't work
1: for me. Melatonin? Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I think it's more of like a, a placebo effect for yeah. me. You're like, oh, like melatonin. I took it, sleepy I took it time. and then
2: I'm like, oh, now I'm asleep.
1: I've told you my take about how dumb people can sleep a lot easier, right?
2: Yeah. And then I tell you that I fall asleep in a heartbeat, and I go, "Wait, what are we talking about here?" Mm.
1: GVP, I ever told you my take about dumb people?
2: Mm. Uh, yeah, they not they don't have a lot
1: going on upstairs, so they can no. Just well, pass this out, is the right? thing. See, mm. being dumb is where it's at in life.
2: Mm. Oh, we're gonna do the whole okay.
1: We don't have to. We no need to break, no, please go. But I'm just saying, being dumb is where it's at in life. Because what do you worry about? Nothing. You know how you sleep like a log. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Boo boo Time to sleep. Head on the pillow. <laughs> right out. You don't mm. think about stuff. Your mind doesn't race. Yeah. You don't worry about tomorrow. You don't worry about the future. Or else you just worry about today. Yeah. It's the best. Mm. I'm telling you, it's where it's at. Or a lot on. of people call me dumb. They're probably right. You know what? Mm. I I know I I do know this. Yep. I may be dumb, but I ain't stupid. That's the difference. Stupid as a stupid does. Um, day twelve of Wild Rose. I'm with
2: stupid. What are we doing
1: here? I'm excited <laughs> for um. <laughs> Uh, the sum of all flames I'm really excited for this We're going to debut A new segment And we're going to give away The uh, the 12th day Of our Wild Rose Brewery 12 days of Christmas Where you win Everything Every darn thing Everything You know what we're going to get What? In a caboodle Oh And uh, we're going to give away Movie tickets coming up In the 7 o'clock hour mm. uh, It's George It's Matt Yo. It's GBP And it's Shan Shan's here Shan hey. He's here Hey now Hey all right, um, it's a big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's a big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Won't you ever roll your eyes at me again, Matt Rose? Well, don't you be a diva ever again, I'm going to put Russick. you in the sleeper hold and go, shh. I,
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Nighty night, Rosie boy.
2: Just dumb old me finally gets to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me out.
1: Just put me out. Uh, my man, um, Cam Stewart, who I used to do Inside the Lines with, yeah. Uh, years ago, he got put to sleep by Boss Rutan on a show and he got in a lot of trouble. On a show? Yeah, live on air. And he got in a lot of trouble because it's like he could have really gotten hurt. Yeah. They're like, you can't do that. You can't get literally. Boss Rutan loved it. Just put him right out. I remember in high school, once my parents came up to me and they were like, We have to talk to
2: you. About this choking game.
1: <laughs> and I was like, what? What choking game?
2: And apparently it was a fad in kids my age where they would choke each other out until they passed out. Oh. And just see how long you could go before you passed out. Oh. And I was like, that's not fun. Mm. And I don't think you have to worry about me. Can I get back to playing Halo 3? I, get, I got Flood to kill.
1: Come on. Between that and the uh, eating the Tide Pods. Uh, that was like a decade later. Yeah. Uh, thinning out the herd, I guess. Darwinism.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. Eric Francis. They do him. look so tasty, though, with the bright blue colors. Yeah, they do like. Oh, I want that in my mouth. And then you hold them, and you're like, "Oh, they're so squishy, it's like a bow yeah. bun. Mm, yeah. Just a little um, snack." Eric Francis, seven thirty. The Cobra. The Cobra coming in at 8 o'clock. Big Show Flames analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, And for the first time ever, we're debuting a new segment that I had way back in the summer that was written on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. It only took us to December to unleash it. It's going to be called The Sum of All Flames. Yep. And I think it's going to be good. Probably. I think it's going to be the best segment in the history of Calgary Radio. Okay, that's... Or the worst, whatever. It's Knowing j- our show is going to be janky and you'll be, the the be like... Was that good or was that bad? I don't know, but I enjoyed it at least. You're going to leave and you're going to be like, I feel stupider than I was when I started that. You know what? It's going to really test your Calgary Flames acumen and your simple math skills (laughs) at the same time. Like past fingers and toes, simple math? Yes. Whoa. I know you have 21 to count. (laughs) But it's going to be a little more than that. Sixth finger I have. Hey, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I used to uh, work in my summer job with a uh, with a woman who had an extra thumb. It was really weird.
2: Oh, the thumb's a strange extra one to have. Yeah, it was just have.
1: hanging on her thumb. I'm like, oh. get that thing removed. Why do you have it? I've had it my whole life. Like, okay, it's gross. Yeah. What? Do, I do, wonder if it was her twin or evil twin that your... just didn't develop. I'm gonna stay with you forever.
2: Like, get it removed. I was gonna ask how she does like gloves in the winter, but yeah, good
1: point by you, I guess. Yeah, like there's this just extra benign meat. twin. Yeah, just hanging on her thumb. It's Yikes. gross. Um, all right. Uh, after that note that nobody cares about. Um <laughs> And we're giving away movie tickets coming up. Straight ahead. Seven o'clock. It's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, maybe choose Motorworks for maybe she liked having it. And it had a little nail on it too. Oh. Like, I go, do you ever bite the
2: nail? Ugh, stop! <laughs> Don't do that voice! Ugh.
1: Oh. I want to. Uh,
2: stop it! My nail's a little it. long. Uh,
1: hey, she gets good and just nibbles on the little uh, nail on her extra it. thumb.
2: Okay, I shouldn't have gone back to it. Chomp, yeah, this chomp, is my chomp, chomp stop the it. nail. My own fault. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Can you just read the liner? Yeah,
1: it had a little nail on it. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, you choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent. I should have read it in that voice. No, I don't think Motorworks should appreciate that. I'm fifty, no, Third Street Southeast. <laughs> Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt
2: Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. And- oh yeah, I forgot about Sammy. That reminds me of the character from Scary Movie when he's like mixing yeah. up the mashed potatoes. Yeah, the second one. <sharp inhale> yeah. I'll,
1: try I'll give him a hand.
2: Yeah, well. Yeah, okay. Uh, Flames and Panthers yesterday plus four other NHL games gives away to a busy 11 game skid tonight. Had a firing in the NHL, an update from the World Juniors, lots of hockey stuff. Plus, GVP's got a wraps Breakdown, and we had a Monday Nighter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what I would call that, George? Lots of stuff.
1: We got lots of stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, only took you a whole week to get the bit. Well done. Before we get into the game, how hey, about some tidbits for I'm the right group? Here from Sportsnet's own Elliot Friedman. First, from 32 Thoughts, when talking about the Colorado Avalanche. I know some people suspect Lindholm, um, but
0: they're not the only ones. But I know some people suspect that... They- That's one of the guys that they're
2: eyeing. Seems like a good fit to me, especially Mm. with questions around Ryan Johansson's ability to be their second-line center. That was about 20 minutes into the 32 Thoughts podcast
1: from yesterday. A thought, George? That's fascinating. Um, Again, you brought it up to... Frank, I think. Last week. Yeah, you're like, hey, Lindholm, wouldn't that be a perfect fit for the Colorado Avalanche? How scary would the Avalanche be with Lindholm as their second line center? (laughs) It's it's a perfect fit. It is a perfect fit. After watching that Avalanche team, I was like, you know what they need. But that's a team that historically does a great job of drafting and developing players. You would know better than I would. How uh-huh. deep is that prospect pool, and pool with the Avalanche?
2: Well, the problem is that they've already gone out and they've gotten, you know, Josh Manson's and they've gotten Arturi Lekkonen's. Like, they've they've had to go out and get these guys. So this isn't a team that's necessarily been, been drafting very high. I wouldn't know off the top of my head if there's a whole ton Byram, of... byron Get Byram? Well, I, no, I don't. I think he's kind of one of their... A guys that they definitely see as part of the solution moving forward, but I I think you'd probably be looking more at draft picks for the Colorado Avalanche. They have their next three first-rounders. I don't know if it would be prospects that you're necessarily Mm. circling. They don't have that that beautiful blue chipper that I think you look at a lot of other teams.
1: Again, everybody gets excited about trades, and it's something that fans love, except for Eric Francis. He hates trade rumors, Yes, but uh, it's something that gets fans excited, but just l- let me let me give you a cautionary tale. Okay. About this before we uh, get into this. How good is Sharon Govich scoring goals? Be, um, how good has he been playing with Elias Lindholm? And now you're gonna trade away Lindholm? Uh, that's fine. I don't. know. That's okay, fine. I'm just saying. Like he's he's been I, really good. Also, and maybe Lindholm stays long term. I would also and, listen to every call on Sharon
2: Govich if someone wants a a, okay. a high skill goal scorer. Well, I. I don't
1: know. He's particularly that highly skilled. He's I think he's player. extremely skilled. I think he's a good
2: player. I think he's almost all when, skill. When that's you say, ex- like,
1: really high-skilled goal scorer, I think of, like, obviously somebody like Austin Matthews. I didn't say
2: goal scorer. I said he's very highly skilled. Mm-hmm. He's got good puck handling. He's a good passer. Yeah. He's got a really good shot. He's got great skills with the puck. He's one. That's why he goes in the shootout. Yeah, I get it. He's got great puck skills. Yeah. All right. Move on. Okay. They also talked about Chris Tanev and the Toronto connection. Again. I think Toronto is another team. They're sitting there. I think they know exactly what it would take to get a, a guy like Tanev if they wanted to get him. But they're also sitting there saying, you know, what else do we need? What other assets do we have out there? They're they're not interested in trading. They're two young Team Canada forwards, uh, Cowan and Minton. So if they want to do things, what other assets are they are they looking at out here? Like mm. That's kind of disappointing because, you know, if you're a Flames fan and you're hoping for a Leafs trade, I think you were thinking, hey, maybe you can watch the World Juniors, watch this Frazier Minton, this Easton Cowan, but yeah, as Friedman said, not very interested in trading them out. Then, later on in the day, Friedman on the Jeff Merrick Show talked about goaltenders
0: if they want to move
2: ladar and i think they're open to it or even if they wanted to move markstrom and we have no idea if he's open to it it's it's very hard mm. to handle um i i like like again i have no i don't know right now that calgary would even want to do that or Markstrom would even want to agree to it so besides again I, I think this
0: is the key thing is that you know wolf they're, they're going to do what they can to protect wolf
2: he's He's a really good, talented young yep. goalie, but he doesn't have a lot of runway yet. You don't want to put him in situations he's not yet ready for.
1: Budge makes sense. Yeah. Again, Vladar, great effort against the Lightning. I'm sure teams are watching that. And especially with goaltenders around the league dealing with some injuries and some inconsistencies, I'm sure Craig Conroy's getting calls about Dan Vladar. Uh, Friedman also talked about the Flames mentality right now as far as a retool versus a
2: rebuild and having better prospects than they expected this year, which maybe leans towards a retool versus a rebuild, which I would agree with. The whole thing starts about 14 minutes into the Merrick show yesterday. Find it on your favorite podcatcher. But listen, if you haven't listened to Friedman on Merrick's show yesterday and 32 Thoughts, what are you doing? On to the game. Flames and Panthers. Markstrom and have both returned to the lineup. Jordan Osterley came out to shuffle the pairs. Anderson, Weger back together. Tanev and Hannafin back together. Gilbert and DeSimone, the third pair. No changes up front. Matt Kachuk back to the Saddle home for the second time. Had a goal and an assist in two outings against the Flames last year solid start for the flames but a penalty to andrew manjapani sapped all their momentum cats got off the mat but a strong kill kept the panthers from even getting a shot a little bit after that it was the flames who opened the scoring
0: with the shot that misses the mark now cadry will chip it ahead to Pospisil, who races into the panthers zone pospasil for the backhand scores martin pospasil Flips a backhand to the Panthers net that seemed to fool Anthony Stolars.
2: Martin Pospisil with the sneaky backhand. A stinker for Stolarz between the Panthers pipes. Great dish from Kadri as well. Dennis Gilbert gets the other assist. The Flames led early on, but the Panthers kept going. Kept the pressure going took a slashing penalty to slow the roll, but then Rasmus-Anderson took an interference penalty, so four on four, and then the Panthers went to the power play after that. Reinhardt and Verkeg, swap spots his drop on tour. Into the near circle, Barkov shoots, Kachok tip, stop, rebound,
0: Reinhardt scores. Jacob Markstrom stopped the first shot, but Sam Reinhardt was there to bury the rebound.
2: Matt deflects the initial shot. Reinhardt knocks the rebound into the top of the net. 1-1 after 20 minutes of play. A couple of penalties. My biggest
1: complaint of the first period. Yeah, um, it, was, it was kind of a sloppy first period for both teams. Um, it was a scramble goal that beat Markstrom. I thought he was sharp immediately when the, when the puck dropped. Uh, Pani got that super soft goalie interference call. Yeah. Which early on, which I thought was super soft. Um, Flames on the power play, get zero chances on the one time. You talk about the goals, a beautiful backhand sauce by Nazem Kadri, But all in all, a very sloppily played first period by both teams.
2: Second period was worse for the Flames. They weren't good at all. They were on their heels for most of it. Markstrom, though. Whew, chef's kiss.
0: For Hage trying a shot, has it blocked by, guess who? can Flames clear to the blue line, not out. Here's Forsley. Walks into the high slot and shoots. Markstrom the save and
2: rebounds cleared out of harm's way. Three things that are significant on that call. A 10-F block. He finished the night with 10. A strong Markstrom save. He was outstanding, 33 of 34. And then a rebound cleared by his pals. The Flames did a great job of that yesterday. A couple of chances later on the flame. Caudry line was good, but in the end, 1-1 after 40 minutes of play. Into the third, more penalties. huberto draw a hooking penalty, pretty soft, and the Flames didn't score. Felt like maybe hey, he a, drew a penalty though. Yeah, it was a super soft call, though. Felt like maybe a makeup call moments later against De Simone. That sent the cats to the power play.
0: Einar turns the puck over now. Hannibal springs backland He's got a break. backland scores. Michael Backlund. Goes forehand to backhand and buries it.
2: Yeah, backs with the shorty. A couple of backhanders fooling Stolars. The Flames led 2 1. A puck sat in the crease shortly after that. Markstrom and Anderson knocked it away. Teams exchanged power plays, but neither could cash. Late in the frame, Flames holding a one goal lead. And the captain, a puck rolls on him as he clears out a rebound in this slot. Over the glass, off to the kill. Flames to their fifth penalty kill of the game.
0: Panthers hold the puck in, but now they give it away. Montour to Coleman. He's got an empty net. Coleman misses. He misses, but that should be an awarded goal, and it will be.
2: Called a trip on the empty net. Yep. Couple, of, couple of shorties as a result. Blake Coleman gets the credit. They beat the Panthers 3-1. to Matt Kuchuk remains winless against his former team. And I did like uh, that
1: the fans were booing him throughout the game.
2: Yeah, not as strong as last year, but they kept it up for sure. 33 of 34 stops for Jacob Markstrom in his return between the pipes. We talked this
0: morning when he's fresh, he's he's really good. And I feel like he's been that way for almost every game he's played for us this year. But tonight, he, he was different. He was different this morning and he gave that confidence to the group in front of him that he was going to make the saves
2: we don't have time for
1: all of his press conference but i'd recommend you go listen to it he was in a great mood after the win and why wouldn't he be uh points in four straight games uh for the calgary flames and this is something we talked about murderous schedule for the calgary flames and they're playing well against the upper echelon of the nhl they 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 outplayed the lightning on saturday night. They beat a team that got all the way to the Stanley Cup final last season. Arguably, they could have won both of those games in Vegas and Denver Mm -hmm. if they don't get caved in in the third period. A a red-hot Minnesota team, they were that close to beating them on the road in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Like, this team is playing well, and they play hard. And don't look now in the wild card. Yeah, they're only one point out of the second wild card. Next
2: game for the Flames is Thursday. They got two more before the break. Anaheim Thursday... Saturday,
1: L.A. against the Kings. And real quick, when it comes to the standings, obviously uh, getting top three in the Pacific, honestly, probably isn't a realistic expectation for the Calgary Flames at this point. Mm -hmm. They're seven points back of the Kings, and they're 13 points back of the Canucks for the second spot. Tough, right? Someone would have to fall off, yeah. Right, but when you look at the wildcard standings, like out of all of these teams, who is ahead of the Calgary Flames, who scares you? The Predators? No The Coyotes No The Blues No You know who's right behind the Flames Who Kraken mm, No None of those teams Mind you, the Wild are coming uh, They got 28 points Yeah, they're pesky Yeah, but I again get to the Wild And in they a have moment. three games in hand on the Flames But when you look at the Wild Card standings Like, the oh, Flames should, should be in the open. mix Wide yeah, open It absolutely is Not so much in the Pacific But in the Wild Card Sure Four other games yesterday, including an all-Canadian
2: affair in Winnipeg. The Jets hosting the Canadiens. Cole Perfetti's 10th of the year tied the game in the third, sent it off to OT. Suzuki
0: to Caulfield, waiting back to Barron, shooting scores! Justin Barron wins the Barron Brothers battle tonight with the overtime winner in Winnipeg, and the Canadiens take
2: it 3-2. Yeah, Justin Barron gets the game winner. The brother of Jet Morgan Barron, Canadians win it 3-2. I got some really tough trivia if you want it. Sure. Like really hard. Okay. Brendan Gallagher had an assist on one of the earlier Habs goals that gives him 200 assists in his career. Gallagher was a fifth round pick in 2010. He becomes the ninth active player drafted in the fifth round or later to have 200 assists. How many of the other eight active players who have 200 assists that were drafted in the fifth round or later can you name? In the fifth round? Or later that have at least 200 career assists. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> gvp can you name one he's got the, list, the list back there oh uh i'll tell you one of them brent cron one of his favorite players a former teammate of his uh played for the canadian national team in several occasions played in the whl
1: jamie ben good oh. try I'm not going to lie to you. Jamie Ben's name popped in my head and I didn't say it. Okay, I got another one for you. Amadou- he used to <laughs> play in
2: the Pacific Division, still plays in the West, and continues to set ridiculous records for a very old man. Joe Pavelski. Oh, good one, George. This one. A man. couple of cups, and now he's left this team. He's gone to another team with cup aspirations, kind of playing a middle six role there out in the Eastern Conference. Andre Pallat, good try though. Oh, okay, I got another one for you. Yeah. This player recently traded from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. Recently won his very first Stanley Cup. Wasn't sure if he was going to be able to play though. Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, good
1: try. Ah, <laughs> oh, we Mark just Mark Stone was a fifth round pick. Uh, he was drafted Jack Eichel went second. One Seventy six overall. He went that late, Mark Stone. He was a
2: six round pick. Yep. No way. Um, the other ones are Jared Spurgeon, Cam Atkinson, John Klingberg, and Mike Hoffman. And Jake Muzzin's the ninth, but he's not active because of his back. He's hurt. Yeah, He's
1: on Robodaw Island with John, John Klingberg. Klingberg.
2: Yeah. I I knew it was really hard, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Elsewhere, wow, crack.
1: Like you'd figure those guys were all that low draft picks.
2: Yeah. Spurgeon was cool. a... Jamie Bennett. Pa- Pavelski's
1: a guaranteed Hall of Famer.
2: He was the one who was drafted the latest out of all the players I mentioned. Yeah, he's Captain America's no, going to the a lie. Hall of Fame. Andre Pollat was 208th overall. Pavelski was 205th. Kraken and Stars from the Big D. Matt Duchesne scored twice, helped the Stars get out to a 3-1 lead, but then Matty Benares scored to get them within one. Then they would tie the game with the net empty, and Ellie Tolvanen shot tied it late. That sent the game to overtime.
0: Trailed in the contest, led by as many as two a couple of occasions. Here's Harley. Back to Duchesne. Two goals in the game. He waits in front, score! He put it right on the tape of Thomas Harley.
2: Yeah, it's the eighth for the young defenseman. Third point of the night for Matt Duchesne. The Stars beat the Kraken 4-3. Scott Wedgwood stopped 31-34 between the Stars' pipes. He'll get the bulk of the load. Jake Ottinger week to week. Matt Murray, the other netminder in Dallas this year. Wild and the Penguins. Perhaps Marc-Andre Fleury's final trip to Pittsburgh. But he did not get the start, George. They went with Philip Gustafson instead. The Wild have got themselves into a playoff race. Gustafson has been decidedly better since the coaching change to John Hines. No room for emotions when there's winning to do. That's true. As for the game, goal scoring on special. Penguins led 3-0 after goals by Riley Smith, Jake Gensel, and Evgeny Malkin, but the Wild battled back. Vinny Letary scored five minutes into the third to tie the game at three, but then, moments later...
0: Slow to the line, Carlson... Keeps it alive again for Pittsburgh. Thrown down low. Backdoor try by Getson. And Crosby. He good! Sidney Crosby! Cleaning up the garbage in front. On the power play. It's 87.
2: That's goal number Still 18. Scoring. Goal number 18 for Sidney Crosby on the power play. Moments after the Penguins would win it 4-3. Sid had a goal and assist. He is so back this year. Yep. Let's take a moment to appreciate the greatness. Because yesterday he did some things his assist was point number 1534 he passed mark recce for sole possession of 13th hmm. on the nhl's all-times point list with the goal he registered his 454th multi-point game he is three behind phil esposito for 10th all-time his 89th game winner he tied luke robitaille for 24th in nhl history with that and he factored on the game winner for the 254th time in his career only 5 players in history have done it more, Wayne 330 times. Mario? Uh, nope, really. Nope. You want to guess the other 4 though? Uh, all-time game-winning goals, factored in ga- on game winners.
1: Yager. Yep, he's second, 315. Messier. Nope. Um, hmm. uh, Marcel Dion. Nope. Uh, Gordie Howe? Correct, 283. How many more we got left? Two more. Uh, Yari Curry. Nope. Ron Francis and Phil Esposito. Oh. My favorite color analyst, Phil Esposito with Dave Michigan mm. on the lightning broadcast. Yeah, something like hmm. Trying to nudge it past Giordano. He could not. It got See? held in for a leak. Where are you getting? Oh, analysis Oh, like what that? a
2: bad play. No, no, a centering no, pass too no, fancy. No, and it got no. st- it's
1: like your grandpa watching a game so with good. you.
2: Ducks and Red Wings, Dylan Larkin back in the lineup after that scary incident yeah. that left him splayed on the ice about 10 days ago. Really aggressive start for the Ducks. Ducks are very aggressive. I don't know if you them. I don't they're very aggressive. Dead
0: Strom again. Back to Fowler looking for a redirect. Got it from Henrik. They score. Adam Henrique stays hot. A power play goal.
2: Tenth of the year came on the power play. That made it 3-0 in the first period. Troy Terry made it 4-0 early in the second. That would be enough. They went in 4-3. Here's your schedule for tonight, 5 o'clock, Wild and Bruins. Watch it on Sportsnet East or Ontario. Blue Jackets and Sabres, Golden Knights and Hurricanes, Flyers and Devils, and the Blues and Lightning also go at 5. You can also catch the Rangers and the Leafs. Uh, At 5.30, the Oilers visit the Islanders. That'll be on Sportsnet West. Canucks and Predators go at 6. At 6.30, the Avalanche face the Blackhawks. Watch that on Sportsnet 1. Coyotes host the Senators at 7. And the Kings face the Sharks at 8.30. TJ Smith was fired yesterday. Jacques Martin will take over as interim. Daniel Alfredson, also going to be behind the bench as an assistant. Both been hanging around the organization for a couple of weeks now. A return for Martin. Took over behind the Sens bench in 1996. Yep. He finished last place that year, but then went to the PLOFs eight straight seasons and won a President's
1: Trophy along the way. Uh, there's no – again, they're grooming Daniel Alfredson to be the head coach of this team. Going to be an assistant. He's going to learn with they Jacques saw Martin. what happened with
2: Marty C. Louis, and they're like,
1: that's will work. Yeah. yeah, again, let's have one of our – the greatest player in our history's organization – and let's let's have him be the head coach. Let, let's let, let him learn on the fly with Jacques Martin here, the guy who's coached a ton of games, has had a ton of success, and done in this and Ottawa. Yeah. So this is not surprising what they're doing in Ottawa. We'll see what happens with the group now as a whole because listen, still a lot of season to go. They're way yeah. down there, but so you know who's you know who's not playing as well as he should be, Tim Stutzla. Hmm. He's has- had he's had a bit of a. He was super dynamic last season and he's just not he hasn't hit that next level that they need him, but Brady P- kachuk has been good. He's on pace to have a ton of points, ton of penalty minutes. What How many points does Tim Stutz have? Twenty-eight. Twenty-nine! Twenty-three close. games. I think he's been hurt or twenty-six games. He's I'm saying he hasn't been as dynamic as he should be. He's not oh. carrying that team. I don't know. I I don't want to see He's a very good Senator player. His games. I like to bet on games sometimes, and I I watch a lot of these things. Mm.
2: Uh, What else do I got here? Oh, Bruins released Matthew Poitras to the Canadian World Junior squad. 13 points in 27 games with the Bruins, but cooled off after a red-hot start. But the guy's playing
1: over, like, he's playing like 12 to 14 minutes Uh, a night. He was scratched last week. He was a healthy scratch last week. Again, um... That's a very good team, a guy who's chipping in on a very good team. Canadians
2: got a pre-tournament game against Denmark's U25 squad at 11 a.m. today, one of three pre-tournament games. They will also play Sweden Friday morning at 7, and the Americans at 10 a.m. on Saturday. uh, Tournament starts Boxing Day. Canada will face Finland in their opener. They got a tough pool this year with Sweden and Finland, both Mm. in their group. Monday Night Football, so the Eagles and the Seahawks close Week 15. Jalen Hurts, good to go. Didn't have to... uh, turn the plane around on the whole cross-country flight from Philly to Seattle. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, We've had a passenger had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they wanted to come back to Atlanta. Also, it sounded like Geno Smith was not going to play, and then he was going to play, and then Drew Locke ended up getting the start. It was a, a whole mess. How about the opening drive for the Birds! Yeah, Went down the field, 8.5 minute drive 75 yards, 15 plays Ended up in a Jalen Hurts touchdown So they led 7-0 Defense stood strong against Locke and his crew That allowed the Eagles another long drive This time 16 plays, 63 yards Another 8.5 minutes Ended in a field goal though The Philadelphia Eagles led 10-3 at the half Despite having two 8.5 minute drives Then the two teams exchanged opening half Second half touchdowns on both their opening drives Hmm. Kenneth Walker for Seattle Jalen Hurts his second of the game for Philly Eagles up 17-10 into the fourth penalty for defensive pass interference on fourth and three allowed Seattle to extend the drive they kick a field goal they trail by four in the fourth but then problems for the Philly offense Hurts throws an interception but the Seahawks didn't turn that into points but then on their next drive they have to punt and then the Seahawks, then Drew Locke finally got going. JSN is wide to the far side. Drew looks, throws that way. Got
0: JSN. He raises up. Makes the catch.
2: Touchdown.
0: <laughs> Seahawks. Holy catfish.
2: <laughs> Holy catfish is right. Yeah. How about Drew Locke? yesterday just absolutely fired up for his crew and uh really loved his postgame interview with Lisa Salters
0: can you just describe what you're feeling in your heart right now
2: yeah it's so hard it's so hard to describe the feeling of you know not playing for so long or at least what feels like a really long time to me and then you sit there you watch games you wonder can I do this still I haven't been out there on the field that's the human nature of it you get back out there last week and I'm like you know what I'm the man so I can go do this and then you got another test this week where I didn't know if I was going to play or not but sure enough I ended up playing we're playing the Eagles tonight and the, the boys around me rallied tonight and it's just gosh it feels so good it feels so good I'm so proud of everybody tonight I love me some drew lock I'm team drew lock I am a lock star
1: That's not bad. Uh, That was an absolute dime he threw to Jack Smith. (laughs) It was an absolute dime. And what's going on with the Eagles? Three straight losses now. That offense just looks, the only thing they do exceptionally well is the brotherly shove. Mm. And it's, it's the most unguardable play uh, in football. It's just a guaranteed one or two and yards now they might time.
2: start getting in trouble because Jason Kelsey has been moving the ball forward on the
1: snap. He got flagged for it yesterday. But the, the offense is struggling. The defense with Matt Patricia calling plays yesterday with a pencil in his ear. It's just something's going on with the Eagles right now. And that's a team. And Jalen Hurts as well. Not playing the best. I know yesterday was a flu game and he was super sick. But the offense just looks a little disjointed. A.J. Brown not getting the ball. They're not stretching the field. Tough right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a video of Drew Locke on the field after
2: the game looking for Jalen Hurts. He's looking around and he goes, Ah, he must be feeling sick. Because he had already gone to the locker room. Also, Also, Nathan Rourke was claimed
1: by the Patriots. Yeah, that's fascinating. Maybe he starts the game for New England? I not doubt it, though. Not out of the realm of possibility. If I'm not
2: mistaken, he has to be on the active roster for three weeks now. And uh, Bailey Zappi? Like, can you beat out Bailey Zappi? Probably. And Mac Jones? I don't know. Or Mac Jones is a scrub. Raptors recap. Uh, played for Charlotte yesterday. I don't think I can name a single Hornet since Kemba Walker left. And that was like five years ago.
1: Terry Rogier.
2: I looked him up yesterday. LaMelo Ball. Yep. I was surprised to see Gordon Hayward is still in the league. Thought he would have
1: retired Man. a couple years ago. You want to cringe, go watch Gordon Hayward breaking his mm-hmm. leg. Is Oh, yeah, just the worst. Don't is Miles Bridges anymore. good? He he was good when he played for the Suns. Okay. I feel like I've heard that name before. Yep. How was the game, GVP? Uh, Raptors? No, Mikhail Bridges played for the Suns, not Miles Bridges. Right. Sorry. Uh, Raptors would trail at the half in this one despite right. the Hornets. I caught it.
0: Despite the Hornets being without three of their starters, including Miles Bridges, who wasn't allowed into Canada, uh, Raptors would... Wait, why? That's too bad. Wait, why wasn't
1: he allowed into Canada? Apparently he
0: has a checkered past. Oh,
1: okay.
2: (laughs) A checkered past. Yes. GVP, what was your favorite thing from the association last night, not from the Raptors game?
0: Uh, Pistons chasing history. They lose again, 24 in a row. Oh, boy. Just two away from the all-time record. Wow. Good for them. Clippers moving up the standings as well, but they've won eight in a row. Harden kind of turning things around for the LA Clips. I know they're the Clippers, but see how things go for them.
2: George, they you know. scored
1: 150 points in that game. Anyway,
2: George, you know where you're home for the NBA, right? Yeah. We don't have any of the four games tonight, but Why? tomorrow, just you watch.
1: You can make my <laughs> eyes. We'll get you. Uh, we're also the home of the UFC, mother bleeper. Yeah, I'm less intrigued. Okay. I love the UFC. You should all watch it, and you should buy the pay-per-views on Sportsnet. Yeah. Well, some good fights last weekend.
2: Yeah. Get it in ya. Yep. <laughs> Are you talking about UFC? I don't know. Mention Joe Ginla's first goal for the WHL. Uh, his brother, Tiege, WHL Player of the Week with the Kelowna Rockets. Oh, no way. Three goals, nine points, and four games with Kelowna. They went three and one over that stretch. He had a point on all three of the game winners last week. Tiege eligible for this year's draft. 15-year-old Joe made his WHL debut this weekend. He's a few years out. NHL Central Scouting's preliminary rankings came out in late October. Tiege was graded a B, which denotes a second or third round pick by NHL CS. but obviously could be moving up the rankings by the next update. He's currently on a six-game point streak. Mm. Also, the Calgary Canucks beat the Black Falls Bulldogs 4-1.
1: And good night, and good luck to you, sir. Uh, Terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, uh, we'll unleash the text topic for you to win some movie tickets. We'll do that straight ahead. And we'll talk to Eric Francis at 7.30. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The fans.